Welcome back, everybody, to the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam. I am happy to be here yet again. So welcome back. We are happy to have you here. Steve is with us here as well. Steve, say hello to the beautiful people. Hello, people. That was inspiring. I got him. <laughs> I am so glad that you're here to rise everybody up. That's my deal. <laughs> Get them on their feet. Yeah. You are the hype man of this operation, and we thank pumped, pumped, all of pumped, our lucky pumped, stars pumped. for that. <laughs> <laughs> man, I since between the last episode, I watched all seven hours of Adam Curtis's latest documentary. So, you know, for anybody who's not aware of that kind of shit, it just kind of throws you into a spiral. <laughs> oh, fun! Yeah, <laughs> I watched a horrible Netflix show that I don't think is ever going to be renewed. I think I know what it is too. <laughs> Yeah, you do. And it we, is your personal hell, Steve. We we steal the same account. So. <laughs> yes. And from a third sh- person. That show would be your personal hell from yeah. multiple aspects. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't watch it. Um, yeah, wait. I, I kind of had to force myself through it. Uh, I'm curious of what it was. <laughs> why don't you tell it, them what it was, Adam? <laughs> it was The Crew on Netflix. Oof. That is the proper response, yes. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah. For those that don't know, it is supposed to be a NASCAR-themed show, but it is essentially a three-camera sitcom with a laugh track, and it, it, it misses everywhere that it should be easy to hit, and it's frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> it is so frustrating to watch this show. So yeah. I'm not even going to talk about it, because I could, I could do an entire episode on just... Yeah everything that's frustrating about it but we're not going to because we're here for good times we're here for beers it sounds and like we're here it sounds like adam guests. yeah it sounds like adam couldn't believe they called this a show <laughs> <laughs> was it better or worse than brew, brew brothers though it was better it was better <laughs> i oh, wow. i will give them credit for that i'm not going to say how much better <laughs> but it was better so those Mystery voices that you heard are our guests. Since this is a Zoom show, we're able to get guests that we aren't ordinarily able to. We are happy to have them here. We have Anthony and Mark from the Strange Jamie's podcast from the other side of the state, maybe even a little bit in New Jersey. I don't know. Yes, New Jersey. Yes, a little bit in New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, unless you're trying to annex them, as John Fetterman, has, I think, has been pushing that. Or, <laughs> no, it was the PA State Treasury Department that was trying to just annex New Jersey. <laughs> Honestly, you could probably convince Fetterman to do that if you let him legalize weed. Well, it's already legal there, so that's yeah, you know, exactly. that's the reason to that's the reason to merge perfect. merge states. Yeah, but you know he'll just go in there with some sort of WWE entrance into the state house over in Jersey. Yeah, no one's sure. gonna mess with him, and all of a sudden New Jersey becomes part of Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah, draped in a pride flag and just tells them what's what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, not gonna stop him. No, no. But uh, yeah, for those of you listening, you may remember Anthony. He was on an earlier episode in earlier in the pandemic <laughs> from <laughs> April, <laughs> uh, and the. Both him and Mark are part of the main Damie network of entertainment, 
which includes the, they called this a movie podcast as well as the stranger damies podcast but this week we're going to be focusing on their stranger damies D D podcast yep yeah so. thanks for having us guys yeah for yeah, sure no problem Blended. thank you so with that we're gonna get into what everybody's drinking tonight and okay. uh, I'll, I'll let anthony go first okay uh this is a brand new beer that i've never had before and i wanted to make an impression because i think i was scrambling last time i was on i was scrambling for whatever i had left in the uh in the fridge so i went out and i made a point to get something local uh i tried to get something that was not an ipa so i was one for two uh (laughs) (laughs) i have here it's called two versions of me which is a West Coast style IPA that was made collaboration between Cape May Brewing and Tonewood Brewing out of Oakland, New Jersey. So I've never had this before. Um, so I'm curious of how it is. Not that I'm, I'm not against IPAs, uh, but they do get tiresome. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> so Everybody's I guess got the, several IPAs basically. That's what half of tap rooms are anymore. Half the taps are IPAs, and then everybody else gets everything else. Are they are, are IPAs just? So you guys do home brewing or have done home brewing in the past? Are they just easier to make? They're easier, easier to, to cover up mistakes. Gotcha. Yeah, easier Throw more to, hops in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Easier to make, easier to cover up mistakes, and just for whatever reason, like people's palates are tuned to them right now. So, uh, so it's that's just what it looks like. It's not bad. It's... Yeah, not bad at all. I can see that on a magazine cover. Yeah. It's not bad. It's hoppy. It tastes like an IPA. <laughs> oh, <I'm> good. <laughs> they accomplished one of their goals. Yes. Seven point five percent That's what it is. Oh, okay. All right. Adam, what are you drinking? So I went two for two. I got something that isn't an IPA, and I got something local. Okay. Uh, shout out to Ryan from Fueled by Hops. He, uh, he was able to hook me up with this. This is a collaboration with Yellow Bridge. This is their something tart. Ah. It is their peaches and cream sour ale, 5.2% ABV. Uh, It's got the government warnings and all that stuff. Uh, For some reason, I've been getting into a lot of peach beers lately. Not on purpose. It's just kind of happened that way. They're kind of of prevalent right now. They are. I like a good peaches and cream beer, and this is no different. Uh, It's not quite as creamy as some of the other ones, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. It's still a still a good fruited sour. I, yeah, it's a good one. We, Yellow Bridge is another Pittsburgh brewery that we don't have on the show enough. Well, they should stop living out in Delmont, wherever the fuck. <laughs> I will write them a strongly worded letter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, get out of your hometown. Yeah, Come well, to yeah. where I am. Well, yeah. <laughs> get your distro closer to me, and then we'll drink you more on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah. Their distro has has gotten better in the last, I'd say, six months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been able to see some of their stuff out and about. Yeah, uh, it, so it's I'm just glad yeah. of that. It's just hard because, again, we can't say it enough. Pittsburgh is an embarrassment of riches when it comes to breweries anymore. So it's just like, yeah, they're pretty much all good. <laughs> they're all good, and there's just not enough room at the table for, for three beers a week. Yeah, they're all good dogs, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> How many how many uh, breweries are in like the surrounding area or roughly? I don't, I don't exactly for. Look I guess that that all depends on what you consider the surrounding area. Yeah, gotcha. depends on how far you want to go, but it's between forty and fifty. Oh well, 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you could sit, can consider that within an hour of downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah, within an hour. Oh, man, I'd even go farther than that then. If you're going outside an hour, because then that takes you into Butler County. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't think all those ones in Butler County and on the on that ale trail up there are necessarily considered. I think it's like, I think it's over 40 within Allegheny County right now. Right. Then you get yeah. up all, all the ones in Zealia and Opal and Butler proper and all that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a lot of breweries. <laughs> we've got options and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking what's called a, uh, a Jack Daniels. Uh, <laughs> Jack Daniels? Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, it looks like it's a sour mash whiskey um, from Lynchburg, Tennessee. Um, I believe APV is 40%, if I know. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and it is uh, mixing well with a nice Coca Cola Classic. Mm. Oh, very nice, like. very nice. Classing it up, high carbonation uh, just... but zero in the ABV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all jokes aside, if, if if I did have the time for the podcast to get it, I was thinking of grabbing a uh, Heller High Watermelon for the podcast. Ooh, that's a class. I like that one. Yeah, fair enough. So, that's yeah. a great golfing beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the weather warming up today, I I, I just got in the mood to maybe grab grab that i so, get that i get yeah. that yeah that's a that's a springish beer yeah um they just put out a, a hell or high pomegranate as well mm. oh yeah that i had not too long ago it tastes uh it tastes like one of those palm fruit uh you know okay. like the palm fruit juices that are very that's the one with the uh the weird fruit dragon right yes yeah, the fruit dragon and it comes in a ball and it's over expensive yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but that in so beer form and cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I guess we've talked about our beers. I yeah. guess it's time to talk a little bit about beers in the world. We didn't talk about my beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about your beer. <laughs> I was trying to exclude you. Now, what are you drinking, Steve? You bully me on my own show. <laughs> Gag. <laughs> uh, I am drinking a beer you actually gave me. Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. It's uh, by the Flying Machines Brewing Company, and it is called their uh, Ratios, which is a single malt and single hop, Citra hops and Pilsner malt. It's a lager, nice. supposedly, and it's a 5.9 on the ABV. Uh, for I like all- the clarity on that. Yeah, it's an incredibly clear beer. So I, I think they possibly actually lagered it and did it properly. Good. <laughs> I Good. think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, the citra hops, you get them up front on the nose and they're pretty, I don't know, mutable when it comes to the actual flavor profile. Overall, the beers, I would call it boring, but you know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> It's the way it's supposed to be because it's a smash style lager, which, you know, for all the words on this can, it really adds up to a whole lot of, you know, clean drinking beer. (laughs) Thought I was going to be insulting, but I wasn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was on the edge of my seat because I was about to be insulted. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just a clean drinking beer and, you know, you get, you get the hops mostly on the back end. And like I said, on the nose. Otherwise, it's pretty inoffensive overall. Nice. So yeah, sounds like a, a good uh, a good grass cutter. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a good g- grass cutter. 
could it could, it could be a little more refreshing, but you know, I think it's just because it's like you know, like five point nine. It's it's a little higher on the ABV, mm-hmm. so it's a little it's a little malty and thicky. You could only drink five instead of seven, right? But yeah, that's my beer. So okay, now I think we've got everybody. Yes, now we can move on to news and notes of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it is time for news notes and neat here in the beer world. Steve, I'll let you go first this time. That way I know you won't be left out. Good. (laughs) And it actually ties into the beer that I picked tonight and why I picked it. Um, So there's a new IPA out there, Adam. Aren't you happy? Yay. (laughs) Hooray. Uh, Let me shout it from the rooftops. There's another one. There's another one. Great. And I'll let you decide whether or not this is just, you know, a marketing ploy or something else. (laughs) But uh, be prepared, guys, to get introduced to the world of the cold IPA. (laughs) So for for those that don't know, what is a cold IPA supposed to be? How does it differentiate from other styles and other IPAs? Right. So there was a there was an article written to do just that. (laughs) (laughs) but it it came out and everybody just kind of assumed that it was actually just the return of the ipl uh okay for those yeah for those who don't know the ipl was the india pale lager so it's a lager beer that's hopped hey a lager beer that's hopped what am i drinking (laughs) but what we're looking at is uh, kevin davey he's a brewer and he's been brewing the cold IPA style on the West Coast. And he said he started it because he actually didn't like the way IPLs were made. So, yeah. Okay. Question? <laughs> no, I, I just confusion and a little bit of derision. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'll try to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to soak this all in. Why we need another one. Right. So the way he, he describes the way... Uh, IPLs were and so you had two ways of making IPLs and one was just making an IPA and then using a lager yeast Mm -hmm. and the other way was dry hopping a lager by the which I don't like it's fine yeah (laughs) well Kevin Davey of uh, Wayfinder didn't like it either (laughs) Uh, what he decided he wanted to do was he was going to take cold IPA and what it is, is it's an IPA and it's adjunct brewed. So it includes things like rice and corn. And then he uses their house lager yeast, but ferments it at a higher temperature. Okay. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's at the end of fermentation that they'll dry hop the cold IPA. But what, what does it do to the beer itself? Like how does, how is the beer differentiated what is it how does it change the flavor profile ha <laughs> 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 on your ass <laughs> <laughs> this is where it gets into is this just a marketing ploy or what <laughs> because it sounds a whole hell of a lot like ipls <laughs> mm-hmm. it does <laughs> most people would say it is you know it is an ipl and it's just changing the name the cold ipa he in his own words he says it cr- the beer comes out cleaner drinking and it's very dry like a lager but okay but he's also saying it's hoppier than your classic west coast ipa well that's i almost said stupid 
<laughs> How can it be hoppier than a West Coast IPA? Is if, for, forgive my uh, lack of uh, knowledge of this, but is this the beer equivalent of the itty bitty ting from Ice Ice Baby and Under Pressure? Like uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because this beer goes dun 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 da dun dun, <laughs> but this beer goes dun 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 da dun dun. <laughs> That's a very good way of surmising that, Mark. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, that's the point, Mark, is I want you to ask these questions. <laughs> this is why if you don't understand what's going on, please ask a question. We'll try now, now I understand. Now I'm in. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Honestly, without having drank a cold IPA myself, I can't, I can't justify it one way or the other. Uh, it, I mean, just from the article he wrote, he was, you know, he laid out the way they do it. And he ha it's obviously very deliberate the way he has it going. And it's different from, like, say, a brood IPA, because brood IPA achieved their dryness with, like, enzymes. Mm -hmm. So it's a very specific process. But I don't see what's going to stop other breweries from being lazy and just rebranding their IPLs as cold IPAs. All it takes is a label change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so eh. <laughs> so look beyond I mean, is, look is this gaining any sort of popularity besides social media as of now no because like i was reading like the within the article they list like all the cold ipas that you can kind of find right now mm -hmm. it's all seems like a very west coast thing at the moment the same way brewed ipas were right right yeah so like eventually it should make its way across the nation as other breweries catch on to it and want to try their own great but if they're not if they're not doing kevin davies direct process then it doesn't you know what are they doing <laughs> i i'm just mourning the fact that two more draft handles are going to be taken up by this cold ipa nonsense right <laughs> and the baltic porters of the world are going to be left out in the cold yet again yet again but it's you know damn that, shame I just wanted to let you know about the new trend, Adam. Something to be on the lookout for. Great. <laughs> I mean, personally, if if it scratches that itch that brewers constantly have for making lager beer. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, there's already like hopped helices and there's already hopped other styles of beer. So I don't know. But if it scratches their itch and gets them to stop trying to brew old world styles all the time and pass it off as premium, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know who the the new secretary of agriculture is nowadays? No, it's my butt. Because <laughs> I think I'm going to write them a letter and tell them that only fuggle hops and maybe like a little bit of citra can be utilized in the United States from here on out. No, I think I you'd have to one write the FDA about that. <laughs> I'll write I'll write letters to anybody. I don't care. <laughs> but also no. <laughs> This is nonsense, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, there's your new trend. I hate it. No, I refuse to buy in. I'll be, I'll be the the asshole gatekeeper. I'm fine with that. You got to find a very specific. You got to find a very specific lobbying uh, group. <laughs> I'll start a Facebook group. I was about to say I'll send you a change out of work petition. <laughs> <laughs> All I need is a good catchy name for the Facebook group. I can get some people in there. We'll get this ball rolling. Look, I understand wanting to diversify off of Citra, but you can't just take away Galaxy. <laughs> so you oh, yeah. Can... <laughs> no. Scorched Earth. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you won't join my Facebook group? I will not, no. <laughs> Man. Well, first I need to go on Facebook, but that's a whole other conversation. I mean, maybe I'll join it to shit post, but... <laughs> <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> All right, what's your... What's your news for the week, Adam? <sighs> Brewdog, our favorite brewery here on this show. The uh, the Scottish superstars that have embedded themselves here in the United States mm-hmm. are opening a new brewery. Would you like mm-hmm. to know where, Steve? I think I read and immediately forgot, so go ahead and remind me. <laughs> that's That's the right thing to do. Beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, God, what a shit show that's going to be. Is it a hotel as well? It is not. It is a rooftop brewery on the strip. Ugh. What is the point of opening something in Las Vegas if you're not going to have dedicated rooms like they do in Columbus? I mean, you'd rather not party in Columbus than Vegas? I would rather party in Columbus than Vegas anytime. But I'm just saying, if you're opening in, the, the, it's the whole kitsch of it all. <laughs> it's yeah, rooftop, I, is it? <laughs> so it's rooftop, and it's it's on the Showcase Mall, which is right next to MGM Grand. For those that are familiar of the Strip in Las Vegas, that'll be right above the huge M&M's store, if that means Classic. anything to you. But it, it's going to have a beer museum, a swimming pool, what they call an urban forest which to me is just a whole bunch of potted plants over in the corner <laughs> and a 10 barrel system. <laughs> urban for the urban forest is actually like a differentiation the same way in ground and above ground pool are <laughs> <laughs> potted plants are above ground and indoor forests. Is below. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, they, I, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I only respect it if they decide to call it a beer museum and instead of a, beer museum no right now it's called a beer museum Ah, missed opportunity we also have the bruzium (laughs) out this way yes see see that's a good name here in pittsburgh it is a good name it's a fantastic name we fully support them (laughs) but there is no word as to when they are going to be opening i assume sometime this summer this fall but (sighs) this is to me this is a a frustrating point beyond everything brew dog but as someone who has been to Las Vegas and been to the Strip, there is a big problem of beer on the Strip. No one is going to go there and enjoy it. That's not what you go to Vegas for. I think this is going to be a flop. I, I think they're going to miss the mark with this one. No one's going to care enough to go seek it out because there's too many other things to go there for. And not only that, it doesn't have a national rec- national level recognition to draw people in. And if you are a craft beer drinker that is coming in, you're going to want to try to find stuff that's local. You're going to try no. to find stuff like Banger, you know, Banger mm. Brewing, Abel Baker, stuff like that. Hmm. I, I see this as a miss. I, you know what, though? They, they were able to you're you're not thinking globally enough adam i guess not I you, guess you, not. Say, you say it doesn't have national appeal it has some national appeal but even more than that they were able to schedule dumbass flights from scotland to columbus <laughs> full of brew dog drinkers so of course people from jolly old good what what is going to come over and then go to the first thing they recognize which is brew dog and then they have tap rooms all over the world this is true, but I guess I guess I am looking at then, it from a Las nationalistic. Vegas, 
Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at, you're looking at this from a jingoist perspective and it's wrong. You have all these uh, like tap rooms across the world. And then Las Vegas is when it reopens to full capacity, it is lousy with tourists from around the world. It is. It is. I guess I'm looking at it purely from an American standpoint. Yeah. I think this is going to do fine. The only thing they really need to perfect is to figure out like whatever shape their yard of beer is going to come in <laughs> so, for people to walk around. <laughs> so speaking of, I'm going to change this topic completely, but you're talking about walking around beer for some very local news. Steve, did you know that Zillion Opal has an Oprah container policy? I did. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's awesome. I found that out today, and I'm now going to go to Zelian Opal. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, some beers on a sidewalk. Yeah, I've known that for for a minute. Nope, didn't know that. But yeah, Brewdog is supposed to be opening up a Las Vegas Strip brewery. We'll see how that goes. Cool. <laughs> I think I think it'll actually do fine. I I don't, but I maybe I was a bit narrow-minded when I. When I thought about it. Yeah, you're you're just too much of a nationalist. You gotta think of all those rotten teeth UKers coming over going, Oh, Pit Pop, I know where to get the Elvis juice at. Nope, don't do do. I do as he does. <laughs> if that's not a clip you know, on Twitter later in the week <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be highly disappointed. Oh go get me some bull patriot, I do as I does. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like ordering like their heaviest porter during like june or july in las vegas <laughs> it's oh, yeah. 115 degrees out <laughs> oh yeah sure yeah, yeah pick, pick up you know some of the yeah i think it's coco libre or something like that it's like a chocolate stout yeah mm-hmm. pick up some of that in 110 degree weather that'll be dope <laughs> so admittedly one of the best stouts i ever had came from a las vegas brewery Sure, but was, you were inside. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was 72 and 58% humidity. You weren't on a rooftop trying to hide in an urban jungle. <laughs> nope. I was waiting for my medium rare steak to show up. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. You had plenty of time to process and sweat all that out before you got back under the sun. <laughs> Take a shower, put on a fresh set of clothes, and then stay in the air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> Once All you right. go to Vegas, you realize that's why the mob went out there. <laughs> Nobody's gonna fuck with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you realize it was exile. It wasn't vacation. <laughs> I don't care if it's 120 degrees. We need to do crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I gotta do some crime out here. Ah. <laughs> uh. Walking out of the Las Vegas airport in the middle of the summer and just getting that heat blasted in your face that first time is an experience I will never forget. It is yeah. brutal. Yeah, fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, we so a buddy of ours got married out in Vegas yeah. three years ago or so, yeah. uh, and he his uh, ceremony happened in the in the Valley of Fire, so. Uh, we sort of lucked out with the with the heat for Vegas because it was only like 98, 100 degrees in June, but uh, it was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Still miserable. 100 degrees is 100 degrees no matter where you are. Yeah. No matter if it's dry heat. <laughs> yeah, that dry heat is bullshit. It's hot. It's straight up hot. <laughs> it becomes bullshit at a certain point. Like yeah. when it's like 85, it's like, okay, I get, I get it. It mm-hmm. feels okay, but like... Once it hit a hundred is a hundred degrees. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Steve, right. did you have anything else? Uh, I mean, I have one little quick one that we can go through. Sure. If you're listening on Friday, as you should, then Sunderland's third location in Pittsburgh has already been open for two days. Uh, Sunderland's third brick-and-mortar place opened up in Wexford, PA, which is outside of the city within an hour. But yeah, still in Allegheny County, it still counts. Yeah, but yeah, it's open and you can go. Go support them. They do good things. Yeah, they do. They have plenty of good beer. They're they're one of those breweries that uh, man, they don't really specialize anymore. They just have everything good. <laughs> they, I don't think I've had a bad beer from them yet. Yeah, I haven't had a bad beer from them yet, and I've had multiple styles of beer from them too. Yes, so, yes, they have a very diverse portfolio, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, check them out. Uh, is there any uh, news from New Jersey? Any new breweries that you guys have? Mm, not that I know of. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got a couple near me, and I've been meaning to go because for my for Christmas I got like one of these the huge kind of uh, growler containers that you keep in the fridge, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to keep it cold. But I haven't gotten a chance to use it yet. Uh, there's a place called Village Idiot. That's like a town over that I really want to get over there too. But um, they're opening back up now, I guess, with like outdoor seating. Now that it's getting warmer, mm-hmm. I'm still not 100 percent feeling comfy until i get those vaccines oh yeah need my stimmy and my vaccines <laughs> oh yeah vax me up papa joe <laughs> you imagine saying that sentence 18 months ago <laughs> right <laughs> need- well, it wouldn't even make any sense you'd be like no, it <laughs> vaccine for what what's a stimmy <laughs> <laughs> steve uh, are you okay are you having a stroke over there yeah what's exactly stimmy? <laughs> i need my stimmy <laughs> is that a diabetic thing or what are you <laughs> is that some sort of barbecue i don't know about yet right <laughs> yeah uh okay so you haven't been to any uh new breweries do you you've been naming new dispensaries is that <laughs> uh we we don't have dispensaries in new jersey no how do they do we that got, we got yeah. liquor stores liquor they stores hold it all like, they oh. sell everything Yep. Fuck. Oh. It'll never be that way in PA. But no. we can't go to we we can't get it in convenience stores though. That's oh, okay. Okay. So you guys have them in like grocery stores and everything like that. We don't. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, we have liquor stores that have everything though. So do your so do your Wawa's carry beer or no? Nope. No. Okay. So the closest thing we have is Wegmans has like their own specific like blocked off liquor store within Wegmans. Yeah, it's like so. a cafe law. Like, yeah, yeah, we we have that. <laughs> so that's the closest thing we have to anything with inside a supermarket. But all supermarkets do not have beer. <laughs> Wegmans for those on the PA on the Pittsburgh side, that's a giant nickel. <laughs> Except yeah. better. Well, eh, I mean, it's a market district. It's not that. That's, bad. No, Wegmans is better. I I will plant my flag in that one. Wegmans is better. Wegmans I'll say is it's classy. different. I'll say their it's food different. is their food's expensive, but their their liquor store is pretty cheap obviously because it's like a big box store which Mm. i know you're supposed to support mom and pop shops but i hate spending money so i (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure it's like like if you can stay employed and you're you know making a hundred grand a year sure support mom and pop because you can do that still (laughs) the rest of us (laughs) we're gonna do what we can do (laughs) we're in survival mode yeah If we don't steal from you, say thank you. <laughs> I could badmouth Jeff Bezos on Twitter and still have an Amazon Prime account. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> still sleep at night. <laughs> All right. Well, let's come back to the beers that we were drinking this segment. 
if anybody would like to go first, you can. If not, I'll go back to my beer. Yeah, you you can know. Okay. You've so, burned it, Steve. All right. So I'm drinking the Flying Machines Ratios Smash, which is their uh, Citra Hop and Pilsner Malt beer. And it's coming out of North Kakalaki. I don't know if I pointed that out, but yeah, it's a Wilmington, North Carolina beer. Uh, It's fine. I don't know. doesn't knock my socks off. It has really nice clarity to it. You can drink a whole bunch of them if you really want to. It seems like the kind of beer that's not supposed to knock your socks off. No, it's not. But for all the words they put onto it, don't expect, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, does it have one of those uh, drinkability that at some point you just look over and there's like seven cans next to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like... Like, yeah, it's it's just a constant like it's it's a it's a three camera sitcom you know you you can put down a whole bunch and not notice that you did yeah. and you won't really feel guilty that you did either you'll just go oh okay well i guess that's done i'll go do something else now yeah. <laughs> I'll, i guess i'll go next uh i was drinking the two versions of me still don't know the name of it um it's a west coast style ipa it's from Cape May Brewing and Tonewood Brewing, and it's an IPA. It tastes like an IPA. It's good. It's not bad. It's got a nice color to it. Um, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where I get like that pain like right here, and you're kind of, mm -hmm. and whenever you call this part, the adenoids maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's tangy. Um, I think I have other beers that I might try instead of this. <laughs> it's a four pack, so I only have to suffered through three more it's it's, a, it's like a six and a half maybe out of ten you could always just use the other ones as trade bait there you go you know yeah it's probably like a limited series edition or something uh yeah that's fine <laughs> right on all right <laughs> so i'll go next the uh the yellow bridge the something tart their peaches and cream this uh Thanks again to Ryan, a few by hops, setting us up with this. I greatly appreciate this. It's good peaches and cream sour ale. It does not. It does not give the uh, the tingle in the uh, the phalanges down here, uh, like some sours do. So, Steve, this is kind of in your wheelhouse in that regard. Neat. It is. It is not overly sour. It is not hatefully sour. It's pleasantly sour. Uh, but it's peaches and cream. I like that. I've been drinking a lot of them lately. I'm good with that. I drink this again. Shout out to Yellow Bridge. Y'all make good stuff. Keep making it. Cool. There you go. Mark, how was uh, your, your world-exclusive uh, Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola Classic? It's a, it was good. Um, but my recommendation, which uh, Heller High Watermelon, 21st Amendment, um, you know, it, it's, I'm very picky in terms of uh, things I drink and eat in, in the heat and hotter weather, and it's definitely one of my go-tos for that. Because it doesn't make me feel awful sitting out in the heat while <laughs> while drinking it, so um, uh, that's why it's one of my go-to's. And as soon as the weather warmed up, it instantly sparked that thing in my brain that um, I got to go get uh, a case of it. So you've been almost conditioned, yeah. Whenever yeah. things get up above sixty degrees, yeah, sort of like, yep, it's time <laughs> for that beer. <laughs> You hear that people of Vegas, once it breaks 75, go get some 21st amendments. Yeah. <laughs> so tomorrow, go get some 21st amendments. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. I uh, I think it's about time for us to take a break. You load. You get us a fresh set of beers and possibly drink of other sorts. Yes. And uh, we'll be right back. We got some bills to pay. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Okay, bye. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hop Nation USA podcast. In case you didn't know, this is episode 190. If you just blindly clicked on the podcast without looking at the episode number or got this far without wondering, it is 190. I just thought you'd like to know that. It's time for more beers up in this piece. I'm going to go first this time because that's the way I'm going to be. And I actually have... I am going to be... I've been absolutely rude on this show. (laughs) You were. I've just been (laughs) mad at everything that's been brought up. It's fine. It's, you know, I, that just might be the new me. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna have to change my character, I guess. If you're turning yeah. heel, then I got to... <laughs> uh, no, no. You are you are the big show on this show, Steve. So you can go heel and face on a whim. I know. I'm great at that. You are. <laughs> so before we get into who's going to be doing what for WrestleMania... Uh, my beer is the Rogue Yellow Snow. Hmm. This is a Pilsner from Rogue, of course. They're out of Oregon. And it is brewed with Alaskan spruce tips. So it's not just a regular old Pils. It's got some Alaskan spruce tips in it. This is what it looks like in the glass. It looks like a beer. Let's not get too excited about it. I uh, it, Honestly, I don't taste much in the way of the spruce. I honestly taste more of like a lemony taste to it which is fine it's not a full-blown shandy or anything like that it's just sort of like a citrusy kind of hit to it it's actually kind of nice i kind of like it maybe they threw some sun drop hops in there kind of i don't know what hops they used in this i couldn't find it on the on the can but what i do know is that if you're going to pair this beer with something uh they recommend white cheddar seared ahi tuna and lemon meringue pie so it might be onto something there Ah, but not yellow snow. But not yellow snow. But if you do, hey, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Eat the piss. You snow. do you. <laughs> Eat the piss snow. Drink the piss beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not piss beer. Uh, I, I was actually a little apprehensive about this. No, pretty decent. I'm going to finish it. All right. Yeah. Anthony, what about you? What do you got going on? So I went, I changed it up a little bit. Uh, I went with a... Sweetwater Tropta Mystic. Oh, very nice. With passion fruit and kiwi. I think all this talk about the uh, Hell or High Watermelon got me thinking of little summery <laughs> beers or spring beers. So it's from Sweetwater out from Atlanta, Georgia. as Hotlanta, as I like to call it. You guys could use it too, I suppose. Um, <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's got that fruity fruity kick to it. Um, 5% alcohol, so it's not too, not too heavy. It's a good drinking beer. I saw there was a very rare bottle appearance as well. Most anymore, yes. all we see are cans. Yes, uh, very few bottles, but I got my uh, 
my Infinity Gauntlet beer bottle opener, which is wholly uh, useless, really. <laughs> it's completely impractical, but it's uh, it's aesthetic purposes mostly. <laughs> is it also at least a fridge magnet? It's it's not. <laughs> it's shit. like it's like six pounds too. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Anthony, but I do believe that we featured that very product on a holiday gift guide last oh, yeah. year of something not to buy. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree because it doesn't open it doesn't open uh, bottles particularly well, but uh, it doesn't know. open cans at all. And no, <laughs> well, it can if you just smash it into the side of the can. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> just brute force it. Mark, what about you? What do you got going on? Still got the Jack and Coco, but I can uh, open up the Sauvignon Blanc if you guys want me to grab hey, a bottle. Fancy. Right there. Right there. Um, <laughs> no, that was a, a gift from a coworker at uh, Christmas. I um, helped him out with a bunch of stuff there, and he was just like, I don't know what you drink. Here's some Sauvignon Blanc. I was like, is that okay? <laughs> well, I'm drinking Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting fucked up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Work in the morning, be damned. Yeah, whiskey to wine. That's the way to go, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely not fucking up your palate in any way. And yeah, (laughs) gonna lead to a headache. (laughs) Definitely, definitely doesn't make people think I'm a sorority girl or anything. Uh, if, if you, you start, start doing if you start doing shots of fireball on the stream, then I would have uh, questions. Well, let me go down and get my. No. <laughs> I was gonna say if you start doing woos, then we're gonna start having yeah. an issue as well. <laughs> Chugging down trulies. <laughs> yeah, oh, truly. Oh, I'm not gonna leave you out this time. Good. What do you have? I went the complete opposite direction. So we had that kind of big wordy no bells and whistles no frills at all kind of beer on the first segment so i took it the exact opposite direction and now this is all bells and whistles all frills (laughs) all alcohol (laughs) it is the southern tier blackwater nitro series iced macchiato Ooh, yeah Ooh, 10 percent, and it's on nitro and it tastes like a fucking starbucks you know just came in your mouth so yeah so good <laughs> if you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make that distinction anthony it's whether or not you want starbucks to come in your mouth <laughs> if you're a duncan person i'm not gonna you know say one way or the other i'm just saying <laughs> so thanks for putting us on this crossroads i didn't know we had to go down yeah <laughs> it's I, it's it's everything you want out of like an ice macchiato beer it's so what is the base beer supposed to be? It's supposed to be a white stout. Okay. But it's it's a white stout that's full of fucking lactose and coffee flavor. And, so it's and just silly good times. Yeah, it's just silly good times. It's, it's fucking dessert time. It's being goofy. It's the complete opposite direction of what I just had. <laughs> <laughs> it's the antithesis of beer. <laughs> Man, I, I think it's, you know what... Blackwater series. I need more of that in my life. Yeah. I mean, they uh, say what you will about Southern tier and everything that isn't the Blackwater series. These beers still knock it out of the park though. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. Where did you pick that up at? Pfft, fuck if I know at this point. <laughs> All right. All right. Cause I haven't seen that out and about. Uh, I'll call it house of brews actually. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was a house of brews pickup. Okay. Yeah. Cause I haven't but, seen that. 
Well, yeah, but I think I actually got the last one too. That would explain why it was on their it was on their uh, premium end cap. If anybody who's been in House of Brews knows what that is, <laughs> hyper local. Yeah, it's where they keep all their uh, fucking like prairie bottles and like magnums, and then all their just, goose juice. Yeah, all the goose juice, and then there was just this one lonely can of ice macchiato, and I was like. Um, that's mine it goes home with me <laughs> you're my Stuart little yeah you go home with me today ah <laughs> uh, well i'm just gonna have to live vicariously through you on that one yeah, yeah i don't know go to jr's you might be able to find it there okay yeah all right but, yep that's my beer so let's move on to our guests this evening again we're joined by anthony del vecchio and mark myers from the main damey entertainment network i don't know empire if, if you will yeah i don't know if they call it that but i call it that the entertainment <laughs> network home home to the main damey movie blog they called this the movie podcast stranger damey's podcast as well as the game vault pod i don't know if i'm missing anything <laughs> i think that's it currently okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, they're going to buy out Merv Griffith Productions. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think this is a great place to announce that I'm doing a, a wine podcast. Sure. Coming up to... <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. sure. Thank you. I'm sorry. I was caught up on this wine podcast. I didn't, I didn't know if you were joking or not. I was trying. I, was I, trying. I, I am a connoisseur of a $75 glass of wine by completely by accident <laughs> so that's gonna be an expensive ass podcast <laughs> that's why he's using your guys zoom to record <laughs> just, just the file. i'm the fourth person on that netflix account <laughs> I, was I was trying to find some sort of boone's farm tie-in to his name boone's farm myers i don't know it doesn't work it's no good <laughs> mad dog 2020 mark myers yeah there you go yeah Mad Dog Myers with your wine report. <laughs> <laughs> the wine report. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we decided to bring Anthony and Mark on because it's actually very close for them to uh, announce. I mean, well, you guys can't announce, but I mean, you guys have started your second season of Stranger Damies, which is your D&D podcast, but you guys uh, are also streaming it on your Twitch channel. Yep, I'll let Mark take this because this is his baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we uh, back in November for our because um, uh, we do extra life also, which raises money for the children's hospital. Um, uh, we finished up our, our first season, which was about three years in the making. It was uh, 2017 is when we first recorded 130 something episodes um, of D and D goodness. Um, so we took a little hiatus. Just to regroup for season two, which the big difference is um, I actually created this world. Um, so it's not from any source book or anything like that. So um, I drew the map from uh, a program called Wonder Draft and literally hand drew it in there. Um, well, with a mouse, not actually pen and paper. But And uh, we just uh, streamed uh, first session um, on the 21st of February. Um, so it was nice to get back in. You know, it took a little time to get started after doing it uh, so much for three years. You're kind of getting a rhythm and getting back into it. Um, it was nice. And then I have these guys here, um, Anthony and um, the other players, Dan, Tom, Jenny and Jonathan, um, just 
like they were riding a bike just right back into it with accents and all that. So um, it kind of got me back into it. And, you know, it's kind of fun. Um, well, I, I love actual play D&D for the main reasons. I think someone that was in our chat for that pointed out um, that you can always just, you know, play video games and do other things to just beat things and roll dice. But watching our podcast or listening to it, um, you come there for for the stories and and the comedy moments and stuff like that. So I hope we do a good job at that. Um, but um, even if you have no interest in D&D, it's just a bunch of friends coming around and just, you know, shooting the shit, you know, sort of sort of deal there and um, uh, doing some light improving. I mean, we're not like upright citizens brigade or anything <laughs> uh, with it, but um, you know, it, it's just kind of fun because Dungeons and Dragons, most of it's off the top of the head. I have like a page and a half document for every session that's just sort of outlines of where they go and little key major points. And then they tell the story from there. So um, nice. yeah, that's the short yeah. synopsis of it. I don't know if you guys, yeah. so is, Anthony was I, add anything. Or... Is season two a continuation of the campaign from season one, or is it a whole new situation, whole new storyline? Yeah. Yeah. Whole new, uh, everything's brand new. We um, season one, um, I took a little bit from a famous D and D podcast critical role. I mm -hmm. sort of set it in their world. Um, so what I found about halfway through was as much as I like Critical Role and, and the stuff in there, um, I felt really constrained as a storyteller to like, keep it in Matt Mercer's world and not really damage it too much. Um, not in terms of blowing up the world or anything. I didn't really care about that. <laughs> but sort of like I can't, you know, you don't want to, you know, do something wrong or say a city wrong and all that stuff. So we kind of just finished it off and I kind of got out of that by I ended the story with them fighting in the hells um, with a bunch of giant um, arch devils. Um, so kind of had, I got away from <laughs> needing those constraints. <laughs> um, but yeah, so whole new campaign. Um, I let them start at level three instead of one um, just because I feel levels one and two are just boring. Um, they don't have any fun um, uh, things to do either um storyline wise with any abilities or or spells and also they have like 10 hit points so you know you're fighting like really weak and not interesting things um so having them start a little higher makes it more interesting for you guys watching um because it's not like oh here's the ninth goblin they've defeated um, <laughs> because it's like that's all they can fight um i can i can spruce it up and um, you know, introduce into a bigger story. Um, so it's, uh, it's nice. And because we ended the last campaign at level 15 of 20. So starting all over again allows them to, you know, uh, uh, create new characters and lets them express themselves creatively. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. So the, the I, next question I have, oh, Steve, I'm stop, stepping all over you. I don't care. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to ask this question because I, I have a friend of mine that if he listens to this podcast and he doesn't hear this question, he's going to be mad. So shout out to Mikey on this one. What edition are you using to play this game? Are you using fifth edition? Are you going back a little older school? Yeah, what are you using? We're using fifth edition. Um, it, it was, it was the, what we started with, um, just cause it was what I was familiar with, you know, watching all the, the, the podcasts that were out there and um, I had the books, which if you're watching the video, there's a couple of them right behind me right over there. There it is. Um, yeah, you got it. <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah, trying to get it backwards going. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we do fifth edition cause I found just from reading up on the other editions cause I did do 
um, some reading because they were all first time players um, mm -hmm. when we first started. So I was like, what is like the simplest one to get into um, that wouldn't have the, you know, uh, you know, barrier to entry and all that. And fifth edition is very good of, you know, being a little bit simpler in the dice rolls and um, abilities and stuff like that. Um, and it, it's a lot more narrative focused. So for people like, especially Anthony and our uh, friend Dan, who uh, they were, they did a lot of uh, sketch comedy and stuff like that, you know, writing and things. So being a little more narrative focused lend to their strengths, which if you're making a podcast, you know, you don't want to, be bogged down with people going, all right, what do I add to this? You know, like a million <laughs> times. So fifth edition was the best, uh, best inroads to that. And then I, I homebrew off of it. Um, you know, famously in the last campaign, I let Jenny have a red dragon as a pet. Um, so it could totally broke any normal <laughs> narrative. As, uh, she was a good person who had probably, a dragon of the most evil and feared race of dragons <laughs> as her pet. So, you know, I kind of break things a little bit with that in terms of, because uh, I feel it comes from, and I don't know if your, your friend would agree with this, who plays a little bit, I, I assume, um, is that it's, it's a lot better if you just give it to the players to tell the story. You know, if, if you sort of hold too hard onto, you know, I'm a DM, this is my, mm -hmm. you know, rules it doesn't make it fun for the other people. You know, right. there's, there, there's three to five people at a table and there's one DM, you know, you'd rather have the fun for the more people and adjust accordingly. Right. It, it, I think his philosophy is more along the lines of facilitating yeah. rather than dictating. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And, and I keep it fun and uh, natural by doing references or, you know, having little mysteries and puzzles that are um, things in our real world. Um, just so when they figure it out, they can either yell, ah, fuck you, um, or, or they can, they figure it out and you see the light bulb go off. And those are always the great moments, um, um, in my game. Um, there, there was a famous one where I named a, uh, a, a tavern after, uh, Michael Jackson's PYT, um, song. And, um, it took Anthony six months. And when I finally said the initials as, as a character, um, after the game, he just he, he just went son of a bitch. I've been trying to figure that out. <laughs> and it, it's moments like that that I love. It's mm. just sort of I give it to them. I present them stuff. You know, put a little mystery in there, and then I read what they do, and then just go off of it. It's about having a bunch of strings or plates in the air, whatever you want to call it, and just knowing which one to go to. So it's a lot of fun from my end. So I've, I've never been in the DM chair. I've, I've been around the table once or twice. And, and I think that's the right way to do it, just to sort of let, let things ebb and flow naturally like yeah. that. Cool. Yeah, especially Plus, if you're doing a podcast. Exactly. If you're on a podcast or a Twitch channel, something like that, yeah. I, you know, a third party would find that a lot more interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my question is uh, kind of touching on what you've already spoken about a bit is you know letting these story elements play out and it's what i think has contributed to dne having this resurgence is yeah. that now that they're podcasts and now that they're t twitch streams and everything it's not as insular and people can actually just watch a story play out uh but i was just wondering how like since you're streaming on twitch first and then it goes to an episode of the podcast how much of that gets edited down to be even more uh like a story so this is the first time we've done Twitch. So 
not 100% sure what the answer is going to be to that. Um, probably not much, because um, the first time around, there wasn't much editing. It was really, at first, I was going through and taking out all the ums and ahs, and then that just became too time-consuming um, <laughs> in terms of doing that, because especially during battles when they're trying to figure out what to do, you know, it's a lot of, uh, um, uh, you know, as they're looking at their character sheets. So uh, I got to think because it felt natural. Um, it's really taking out long periods of silence it is really is really what I do, unless if it's a narrative thing. But um, uh, what we're doing differently by having the Twitch um, this time around is instead of doing weekly episodes on the podcast, I'm going to do biweekly and then fill in the gaps with some special content, whether that's a, talking to a player about something that happened on the last episode Ooh. or maybe you know, some kind of uh, mechanic that I introduced or something, you know, a shorter episode somewhere between 10 to 30 minutes, you know, just sort of discussing something that happened just to, as I said, for the people that binge on the, on the stream, they have some content to look forward to until the next stream mm -hmm. comes up. Um, so, you know, they don't have to wait through the episodes. Um, but I'm going to try my, my goal is um, by having more space between editing is maybe put a little more flourish into the podcast you know, add in like some, you know, more music cues or, you know, some sound effects. I can figure out how to do it. Um, it'll get value. better as a, yeah, production value. It'll get better yeah. as it goes along um, on the podcast thing as I start learning how to do some things. Um, you know, on the, on the stream side, it's going to be very straightforward. It'll probably be some underlying track, music track. Um, if I forget to put it on, unlike I did. <laughs> um, and it'll be our theme song, um, you know, a playthrough. And that'll be about really the production um, in terms of audio. Um, obviously, the we have the layout that Jen made, which is fantastic. You know, we'll have our cameras. We'll have the fan art in the corner. The map is in the middle. We use Roll20, which is a, a, a for those of you who don't out there, it's, a, it's an app uh, or browser um, thing that, sort of allows you to put a D&D map out there and have tokens and move it around as though you're at a table. So you don't have to do everything theater of the mind, you yeah. know, um, there. So I found a way it's, it's still, you know, in, in the beta phase um, of how to have the map live in the middle without having a high production, you know, truck, you know, doing it, you know, with a second <laughs> computer doing it, you know, I, I found that, that I have to have the browser up on my second monitor <laughs> you know, to, for it to update. If I minimize it, it doesn't update. Um, so, you know, we're working through that. The production, uh, like, it, like it did Thor in season one, we'll just keep going up and up, you know, as, as we learn more stuff and figure things out. Um, and then, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting a new audience in there. And uh, I, I like to say, going back to your original point, uh, Steve, in terms of the, um, uh, the way it's gotten into the, the zeitgeist of the culture and all that, um, I always joke that growing up as a teenager um, and being being nerdy, there was always the red line. It was always like I read comic books or I played video games, but at least I don't play D and D. You know, <laughs> you know, back, back in the '90s, it was sort of like there was that red line. And now I feel like that you start seeing, you know, uh, you start seeing the people that play it and not who you hear rumored playing it. Mm -hmm. You know, you see some voice actors or celebrities. Um, whether or not they're doing it just for clout, you don't know. In some cases, as in Joe Maganello, you truly know that that man has been playing for a very long time. You know, Pittsburgh Zone. <laughs> That's yeah. right, Pittsburgh Zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just, yeah. you, it's just, it's just at that point where I think, especially um, uh, our generation and stuff like that, it's it's good storytelling. Um, it's friends having fun together. 
you know, you can always tell when it's a table of people that don't know each other um, on stream or, or, or anything um, because it doesn't flow as naturally or it seems forced. And I think that's one of the advantages to our podcast is that, you know, we all know each other. We do streams and all outside of it. You know, we do other podcasts. So, you know, being able to read one another and um, especially thank God in season one for Ant and Dan um, being able to yes and each other um, constantly um, <laughs> sort of help that go until the other ones got comfortable talking. Cool. Uh, yeah. So with that, bringing up Anthony and Dan, uh, let's ask Anthony, what was your decision this season to be a Kentucky fried tiefling? ah great question um i think one of the main things was i always kind of felt you know we we started off as first-time players so there was only so much we were willing to you know take that step out and do something a little bit out of our comfort zone and one of that was most of us didn't do accents uh the only person that did do did do an accent was tom which was crazy because talk about person doesn't go out of his comfort zone um I mean, his accent was minimal, but it was still an accent that he kept up for entire year, three years. So kudos to him. So I wanted to, you know, do it. And I got, I kind of did it a couple of times uh, in the first season, which was kind of like the conceit was like my character would uh, pretend he was somebody else. So he did a British accent. And then we did a Halloween one shot where I DM'd uh, our first year that we started doing yeah. it. And it was a, uh i created a character that was the magistrate of a of a town which was all based around stephen king novels because it was a halloween one shot um and he had a southern accent um so i kind of took that what i did and <laughs> kind of mixed it i guess a little bit with what uh daniel craig was doing in knives out didn't realize i was doing that <laughs> quite much but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just one of the things that I mentioned on uh, my character episode for coming up was that I wanted to make sure that I wasn't basically just falling in to the same character that I was doing from season two. It was a very specific character. And these two characters are very, they're, they're similar in ways, but they're different because they're both charisma, charisma based characters. So there's gonna be a lot of talking and probably being a lot of an asshole because I seem to gravitate towards being assholes in these podcasts for whatever reason. <laughs> um, so I wanted to have that at least that barrier between those two characters because the first character is my voice and I want to have at least some some accent. So it was either British or it was uh, a Southern. I, I tried to go Creole as much as I could. Um, I think it was coming a little more Kentucky um but yeah i'm definitely getting i was definitely getting kentucky gentlemen also because (laughs) yeah the the accompanying artwork you know looks very much like you know the colonel sanders as the devil if nobody is is the uh, (laughs) character he's a 17 year old trust fund kid border school a boarding school asshole kid (laughs) (laughs) um he's like He's like Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl if he was a tiefling <laughs> with a Southern accent. Uh, that's really kind of the inspiration for him. But yeah, um, it's, it's always, I, I like to say, Anthony's got to watch to not like uh, veer off into Foghorn Leghorn territory. I'll see, I'll see, I'll see, I'll see, a magic missile. <laughs> I got so nervous right before I had to talk. It was because I was like, oh no, now, it, now it's real. Now I got to do it. You got to do it. I got to stick with it. 
I'm not going to be like Natasha Romanoff and all of a sudden lose the accent or uh, <laughs> Wanda. Wanda, where she had an accent in Age Voltron. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, but, you can't uh, give it up. Can't give it up midway through. <laughs> people will notice. Yeah. But so is, is there a, a you have a set plan on number of sessions or episodes that you're looking to do for season two or is it kind of open-ended based on how how the uh, I guess season or or how the campaign goes or do you have an end game in place I don't want to give too much away I don't want to no, you know, no 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 so fill the team. Um, yeah so uh essentially how I run it is that um I, I do it in level segments um Last time it was every fifth level, you know, I would get to the end of that and sort of have an arc end there and sort of turn to the players and go, are you good to continue? You know, are you ah. still having fun? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, we're good. All right, we're moving on. You know, so we got to about level 15 last time. Um, and it was one, you know, one arc short of my main thing. Cause you know, you essentially go small problem, medium problem, large problem, fighting gods essentially right. is how D and D works. Um, we've all been there. Yeah. It's the, it's the old <laughs> joke of, you know, we were running an errand for a shopkeeper and now we're fighting, you know, the embodiment of the devil or something <laughs> by the end of it. And it's just, you know, so, uh, basically that's what I do. I, every, every like fifth level this time, um, we'll probably, it'll probably be three to 10 would be the first arc roughly. Um, you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, the, um, and then, then we'll see from there where it goes. There's no plan. Um, I, I really only went until, not that they started to get tired of it, but sort of like I could feel some of them wanted to do something different mm-hmm. in terms of a character. Um, and I was just like, all right, I think we told this story. We had a satisfying ending. You know, I tied as much together as I could. Um, and, and we, um, you know, we, uh, we left it there. Um, okay. Still open, you know, you know, we can go back. But uh, that's essentially how it goes. It could be, you know, these characters could all die in three sessions and then we start season three, you know. But <laughs> when, when everybody's twin brother shows up. Shows up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's essentially the goal is I just play by ear with my players and just sort of, all right, I have I have it set as arcs. Um, and then awesome. once we finish an arc, okay, there's still, I still leave threads so that we mm-hmm. can continue if you want to continue. But you know, you beat the big bad or got the big treasure right. or whatever, you know. And that's also good from a from a, a third-party perspective of you don't necessarily know how long this is going to go. So it kind of keeps you hooked yeah. in a little bit as well because you're not yeah. like, oh, there's only three episodes left. Okay, something, you know, I'm waiting for the wrap-up now. Yeah. Yeah, I will always give people warning, you know, if I know it's coming to the end. Like we tease the whole end of the last thing which happened at a wedding um mm-hmm. in the eighth circle of hell um you know how that goes mm-hmm. every day as, as, you, as you do <laughs> <laughs> so you know we teased that for a while and it also happened to land um we manipulated a little bit the timing so that it fell in an extra life um so that we could do it you know to raise money and stuff like that Very nice. um so um yeah that was like six hours that session um <laughs> because i was like oh it's my first final big battle oh yeah i have to play all of these npcs in this battle. <laughs> there's like 10 of them oh god all right guys it's me again um so this guy i'll do you know so i learned a lesson there but um we did have a, the a, entire wedding party <laughs> essentially um 
Yeah. I have eight notebooks of notes. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Oh, I'm playing five archdevils. Jesus. Um, they each attack four times. Um, yeah. So all of a sudden the harpies leave for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you figure, yeah. That's the one thing I learned because I was first time DM too, is you, you learn your outs. You know, if it's, mm-hmm. you know, if it's like, oh, this is going a little too slow, let me figure it out. Um, like I uh, basically ended uh, the end of the battle in the, in the last stream was we had just one minor enemy left and uh, Jonathan wanted to do something cool. So I just kept having him roll dice until some, that something cool <laughs> happened um, just so that we didn't have to keep beating on this, this enemy. Um, nice. So uh, yeah, essentially, you know, that that's, that's the best part of the game is just sort of um, uh, being able to adjust and, um, you know, uh, read, sort of read the room. And, mm-hmm. and knowing that it's on a podcast, you know, you don't want it to, uh, you know, bore the audience. You, you know, if your players are losing grip, then, you know, the people not sitting there are probably losing interest as right. well. Right. They, and, and thank you for that, for kind of reading the room on that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. It's sort of like, uh, do they really want to hear everybody try and attack this kobold? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. We'll just have Jonathan pick pick him up and throw him. No, 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 yeah, <laughs> and yeet. <laughs> uh, speaking of yeets, I think we should get back to our beers. I don't Real think quick I'm here. eating any beer here. You better not be. That thing's a bomb. Yeah, I'm not eating that beer. I was drinking the Southern Tier iced macchiato on the nitro. Boy, oh boy! It, I mean, it, I already said it. You know, these black water series, it's om- it's like 99% a home run, except for the chocolate. I didn't like that one, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I don't even think they make that one anymore, but this one. So one's it's fine. off the, it's uh, yeah, it's off yeah. the, it's off the list. Nobody yeah. cares anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But this one's <laughs> on the list and it's good. Nice. Hey, so Anthony, what, uh, what about you? How was, uh, how was your beer? The Sweetwater Trap Domestic. Uh, it's good. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's a nice spring summery beer. Um, I could definitely see my drink, see myself drinking multiples of these. It's only five percent alcohol, so nice uh, low ABV. Uh, got some nice passion fruit and kiwi notes to it. But, nice. Uh, yeah. So, Mark, how about uh, your what should have been Sauvignon Blanc? Yeah. Um, yeah. So almost done. It's got a nice uh, tang to it. They say eat it with fish. <laughs> Or drink I'm going to make fish. you do this through every segment. <laughs> I will find and see if there's something else in this room. That I'm um, probably not. I think that's the only two. I think I just have whiskey and that wine. But I mean, yeah. if it's orange juice. It might be Miller Light in this house if, if you want to do that for the next <laughs> uh, Well, for me. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's the one reason I didn't grab the beer in this house because the other person here does not really. No oh, quality see, beer. Yeah, but you you wouldn't have been the first person to drink Miller Lite on this show, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sometimes we got to pray at the altar of Anheuser Busch or Miller Brewing <laughs> Company, whichever one we choose. <laughs> Usually, I'm standing in a parking lot waiting for a baseball game exactly. to start whenever I do that. <laughs> uh, as for me, the uh, the Yellow Snow by Rogue, it's a good beer. I, I don't really taste the Alaskan spruce tips. Like I said earlier, it's got a little bit more of a lemony tang to it. It's not bad. I mean, if somebody handed this to me while I was standing in a parking lot waiting for a baseball game to start, I'd drink it. Okay. Yeah. And I would put it in the it's fine category. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. All right. It's cool. Whatevs. 
cool. That's well, funny. let's come back with segment three, where I've devised the game. I'm the game master. Next segment, me, me, ha 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 ha. Hi, I'm Matt, and I am Jesse. So, like, what is American Slacker? I guess right. The highest amount of dick jokes per episode per podcast. We've been on the air for fifty-seven straight years. Fifty-seven straight years of dick jokes. Things constantly soaring over my head. You pulling my chain and your weekly weird news. We're also cannabis friendly. We kind of sneak it in there, almost like you're lacing the brownies at the family reunion. It's a ride of your motherfucking life. Fucking eleven when there's only ten on the dial. Weapons of mass destruction. It's a threat to society. Food assaults. Yeah, that happens too sometimes. An ostrich took a lit match into a fireworks factory. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. No, that's our third story. Oh my God. America, what are you doing? There's always someone dumb getting fucked over. Well, you know, they should have never gave raccoons rights, in my opinion. <laughs> oh my God. You can help us. You can help everyone. Download our shit now. We're second America. America. Welcome back, everybody. All our bills are paid, and we now have it made in the shade. We're back with the gentlemen, some of the gentlemen from the Stranger Damies uh, podcast empire. We are happy to have them here. Happy they are with us, and we are happy to be drinking beer with them for the most part. Uh, so, Anthony, we'll start with you. I don't know if you've gone first yet or not. If you have, that means you're good at it. So uh, what beer are you drinking? What do you got going on? So third beer of the night. So I went pretty boring um, because in my old age, I start to snore if I drink too much alcohol (laughs) (laughs) and the wife doesn't like that. So I started with, I finishing the night with Southern Tears eight days a week. Yes. Infinitely drinkable Blondale. So I have not had it yet, uh, but it's low ABV. So hopefully... I will not be snoring tonight. I, I have had that beer before. I went many times, as a matter of fact, and it's a good cruiser. It's a good beer just to sort of just mellow out with. It's inoffensive, I'll say. Yes. Yes. That's a that's a very good way of putting it. This feels like a good like um dive bar drink, you know? Like they got it for like three dollars draft. <laughs> it, uh, like a Jenny cream, but better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark, how about you? I I'm going to keep gonna, asking you. I'm going to keep yeah, asking. So we're going on Jack and Coke. But, uh, yeah, like I said, the only other option is more light. And I do not want to offend anyone. No. That's fair. <laughs> did, did you at least, you know, uh, church it up a little bit with a little lime squeeze or something like that? I did not think of that. Damn it. Well, next time you're on. I, I got to go buy some lime. <laughs> we can make this happen. <laughs> Steve, I know you've got something up your sleeve. Ugh. Oh. I'm not happy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why are you not happy, Steve? Well, let's see. So I saved this beer for this segment because, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking D&D and we're talking monsters and such. And so this beer has a monster name to it. I thought, hey, I'll just bring this on. It's the Mortalis Hydra. And it is their blueberry pumpkin and banana because it's, it's on the can. There's three head. It's a three headed Hydra. And when they make these beers, it's a series. So they just put in three different fruits and make a fruited sour. And man, oh man, does this one just not 
work like at all oh <laughs> it was like a oh. milkshake yeah. uh, that was gonna be my first question what's up with the poor the poor is these they're fucking thick ass gross beers like it looks like it's got three <laughs> separate layers going on there yeah there is definitely a separation within just after pouring it so like you can see the deep maroon of the beer quote beer <laughs> and then the top layer head which is orange I can only assume from pumpkin spice and cinnamon. And then I don't know what that little strata is in between the beer and the head. <laughs> that's the that's the banana layer. Sure, I guess. <laughs> it, it, it is gross, though. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you shouted out, Ryan, in the first segment for giving you a beer. Mm-hmm. Ryan's now getting shouted down. <laughs> getting getting yelled at. <laughs> yeah, because he gave us this beer as well. And this is bad. So I'm I, I'm looking at this over the zoom and it looks like it's off of a color palette of a 1970s kitchen appliance. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is very 1970s kitchen. Yeah. Um, my parents had that fridge for 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that is bizarre. Yeah. To drink it though is like it, it is can you like, chew it? You're chewing it, and then you're also <laughs> like taking a spoonful of pumpkin spice. Mm. Like somebody just poured McCormick pumpkin spice on a spoon, and you're just doing a challenge with that. Oh, like yeah, it, it, like it burns, like it burns to drink it. <laughs> and then there's a blueberry back end to doing a pumpkin spice challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pumpkin, it's banana, and it's blueberry. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's it's too much. Uh, yeah, it. This is too much for me. This is. It's gross to look at. It's gross to drink. <laughs> I feel like you'd be okay if it was just pumpkin and banana. Those those flavors seem to like maybe complement themselves. Maybe it would maybe. be maybe it would be okay if like they just took the pumpkin out. Like blueberry sure. and banana could be fine. It's just like yeah, there's way too much pumpkin spice. Like it hurts to mm. drink pumpkin spice. <laughs> it, it almost seems like if they took any one of the three out and went with any combination of the two, it would work. Yeah. And then like you're, yeah, like the gross ass pour coming out of this as well. Like it's just thick fucking mud. Yeah. It's just, mm. mud. yeah, this thing's just gross all the way around. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> as much as i bag on pilsners i would i would rather have a pilsner right now than this <laughs> fair enough <laughs> look in like in the past like ryan drank immortalis on this show so like i was like oh okay he likes it he you know he seems to go down fine and so that's why i just kind of saved it after he gave me one i was like okay i'll find an appropriate time and i thought today was an appropriate time it wasn't because there's no appropriate time for this garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's like rolling the natural one of beers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I might have just like made a lot of enemies at Mortalis, but, and you know what? You can't even see this, but as I'm moving the beer around and like taking it off the rim and it's lacing, you can see the flecks of pumpkin spice. Mm. sitting in the lacing of the head mm. the only question i have is and i don't know that you should have to do this in the first place did you roll the can yes i i did roll it a little bit i gave it a oh. little shake because okay 
I knew I was in for trouble. And even still, it didn't help. It just mm-hmm. come, it just came out fucking disgusting. I say, yeah, if you rolled the can, it, 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 I mean, what else can you do? Yeah, this is too much. I don't like we like we kind of like those 450s on this show, even though they're mm-hmm. not really beer because they're under 4% <laughs> and giant sugar bombs. Yeah. And according to this, this is 7%. Oh. And, but this is also obviously a giant sugar bomb as well. Hmm. Yeah, according to this, I can't, you know, I don't know. I don't have an alcohol fucking measurer machine. <laughs> you are an alcohol measurer machine, Steve. Well, I don't taste the alcohol. I taste fucking, <laughs> fucking McCormick spice. Yeah, I taste McCormick spice rack. <laughs> and shoved into your face. And fruit. Fuck. Well, <laughs> well we can't, can't all have winners. But for me, I also have a three-headed monster, Steve. Okay, what do you have? Uh, this is from Hitchhiker. This is their We All Scream, which is an imperial stout with Ooh. strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. Uh, 10% ABV. It's Neapolitan, and it's ice cream. And it's uh, apparently a hell of a lot better than what you have. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I'd love to have that beer. Compare it to the Saga Tuck. Ooh. Um, honestly, it's been a minute since I've had the Saga Tuck, but I think I like this one a little bit more. This one has a a bit more prevalence in the strawberry category. Okay. Like, you can pull the strawberry out of it, and then there are compliments of the chocolate and vanilla hmm. okay which i i think works really well i yeah. i think it it it's a little balanced towards the strawberry but not too much to make it obnoxious yeah that's fine i i mean i remember the saga tuck being pretty strawberry heavy as well which is like what impressed me about it because they're able to get strawberry flavor into mm-hmm. a stout so the fact that you're saying the hitchhiker one does it as well is yeah that's yeah. good good to hear it is good to hear, good to drink, good to go back to, because I'm going to. Yes. <laughs> well, everybody yeah. else enjoy their beers. <laughs> <laughs> do we need Do we need to stop tape so you can go get another one? No. No. It's fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> muscle through it. Yeah, just muscle through it. And we don't drain pour on this show, but I, you know, we'll muscle through it. <laughs> <sighs> you can feed it to the deer, Steve. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, let's move on to our game. Uh, this week, we do have Anthony and Mark from the Stranger Damies D&D podcast. And with that in mind, I've come up with a game. And now I'm the Dungeon Master. <laughs> you all, the three of you, are sitting in a tavern. A magic tavern, if you will. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we name dropping now, huh? Yes. <laughs> and you're all partaking in a blind beer tasting flight. Interesting. Now, all of these beers are coming from the Miskatonic Brewing Company out of Darien, Illinois, because they have a series of double imperial pastry stouts called the Dungeon Master. And each one of these beers is called the Dungeon Master, com, uh, colon, the name of a monster from D&D. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to do, and you guys can work as a team at this event, but because uh, I know, Adam, your, your knowledge is, it's not up there, but. We'll say limited. Yeah, you have, you have some, <laughs> you've played 
I'm the only one who's never played D and D out of the. You four should. Of, it's a good time out of the four of us. But uh, yes. So what I'm going to do is I'll read you some of the descriptions of the beer, but then I also have a copy of the Monster Manual Fifth Edition in front of me, and I will read some descriptions of the monster. You have to tell me what beer slash monster am I describing? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll start with the beer description. Like I said, these are all double pastry stouts. They're just full of gross. Uh, and they're all 10%. So, uh, yeah, you'll get pretty tuned up on them. One hitters. Yes. Uh, but this this version of the Dungeon Master is known for its cassia bark, coffee, and cacao nibs. What you need to know about this beer, though, is if it's in a room and on a space, it takes up the entire space. Oh, great. <laughs> and this beer can only contain one large creature or up to four medium or smaller creatures inside it at a time. Are those all our hands? No, there's not all your hands. I'm just kind of oh, go okay. I'm just kind of pacing them out seeing if you get them at any time. Uh you do have to roll a wisdom or perception check to tell if this beer is right in front of you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark, what are you thinking? It's a gelatinous cube. And yes, Mark comes to the rescue. <laughs> he identifies correctly. I, I was gonna, I was gonna let them talk a little bit. All right. Yeah. So I think going forward, will Adam and I will will try and work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll refer to Mark to see what he thinks. Yes. We'll let him come to the rescue. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you were directly correct though. That is. The Dungeon Master Gelatinous Cube it is a Cassia Bark coffee and cacao nib version from Miskatonic Brewing. So let's move on to the next one. And this one, you know, I, I'm starting you out kind of easy. These, oh, these, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, these are the these are the easier ones to identify. Uh, this one is known simply as their coconut variant of the Dungeon Master. But they do have an 11% barrel-aged version as well. So there's two versions of it. Uh, this beer is also a shape changer. All right. Yes. Uh, and it's one of its main attacks is grappling. It has advantage on any attack rolls as it grapples. It's a solitary oh. beer. It lives and hunts alone. We just had a werewolf in our session, Mark. Do these sound like werewolf things? Is this just werewolf things? <laughs> Is this just werewolf things? Um, Is it grapple? Fuck being good. I'm a bad wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, they, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what I was thinking. Was I was trying to think of a shape shifter. Um, there is one that's like a specific name, but the I don't know if they would. They would go for it. Uh, I can't think of it. It's like a, uh, it, it's like an early on. Um, uh, what's it called? When you like, um, when you impersonate someone. Doppelganger. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doppelganger. Yeah. That, that's uh, the only other thing I could think of is doppelganger would be the other ship, shape shifting, you know, um, monster that would be alone. Is that your final answer? Do you guys want to go with that? Duplebunger or Waterwolf? 
Uh, werewolf sounds like a lame name for a beer. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's already been done elsewhere. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll go with doppelganger. Okay, and you all take five hits of damage. Oh, <laughs> was it werewolf? <laughs> it was no werewolf either. <laughs> uh, it does have a stealth plus five. Jesus. And it can alter. This beer can alter its outward texture to resemble wood, stone, other basic materials. Like a, uh, like a mimic. Huh? Huh? <laughs> like a mimic or is a mimic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah. We'll go mimic. Yeah. It's a mimic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. It, it is a mimic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Adam gets one. <laughs> That's shaking bacon. I helped. <laughs> like I said, it's an, it, you know, these are kind of the easier, well, more, no, more well known. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a, uh, a monster that we have not encountered no. quite often, if at all, in either season. Hint, no, hint, Mark. No. <laughs> no, not yet. Apparently, Mark could give a shit about mimics. <laughs> First treasure chest we come across <laughs> bites her hand off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it attacked by a carpet the last session. We did last season. Yeah, smothering carpet. Ah. <laughs> All right. Your next beer that you're trying to blind taste your way through. It is drenched in maple syrup and mm. pour over coffee. But it also has some very specific qualities about it. Uh, it is known as a nocturnal hunter. That sounds like Wolverine, but that can't be it. <laughs> uh, scholars have long debated the origins of this beer. The most common theory is, though, that it, a demented wizard created it. That's still kind of Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right. Demented wizard. Uh, it, it would emerge from its cave as it begins the hunt. Hmm. Sasquatch? Would it be <laughs> an owlbear? I don't know if they would go that deep. Um, an owlbear? Yeah, an owl bear. That's an actual creature. I am not familiar with that one. <laughs> it's a giant bear that looks like an owl. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'd run away from that. <laughs> uh, unless if there's another hint, I'll guess owl bear. Wendigo. I don't know if Wendigo's in this. <laughs> I didn't go through the whole manual. <laughs> Adam? See, I'm, uh, I'm of no help because I'm still convinced this Wolverine. We'll break the tie. Is it a Wendigo? Is it a Sam Squanch or is it an Owlbear? Sam Squanch? <laughs> I gotta go Owlbear. I'm locking it in on that. And you are correct. It is the Owlbear. Yeah. Nice. Emerging from its cave out of the dark. It has, you know, senses of perception of 13 because it can see in the dark because it is yep. part owl, part bear. A demented wizard <laughs> <laughs> thought, hey, this is a good idea. Much the, yeah. much the same way the Miskatonic Brewers <laughs> decided pancakes and coffee was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Owlbears are either 
if people think they're scary or cute. It depends <laughs> on what, what kind of game you're running. <laughs> or, you know, like how big they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be a decider in real life. <laughs> Duck-sized horse, horse-sized duck. Yes. <laughs> okay, so your next one, it is an incredible blend of things because it is Madagascar vanilla almond cacao. And it is meant to be a biscotti imperial stout. Biscotti. So it's a, yes. It's Italian. Biscotti, Italian. Keep it in mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, Name's it's, Gandolfini. <laughs> hey, it's great me. Great wizard Gandolfini. It's me, the great wizard Gandolfini. <laughs> Got any gabagool? <laughs> okay. So, I will tell you that this is a bit of a big bad. It does use its brain to attack. This beer is also magic resistant. Mark, I'm hmm. thinking Mind Flare. That, yeah, that, that's the first one that comes to my mind. But g- g- give me one more hint there, Steve. Uh, they are likely rogues and outcasts if you encounter one by itself yeah it's a it's a mind flare or an ill with or whatever um yeah mark gets a bonus point for hitting the fucking made-up <laughs> greek name <Illithid. laughs> it is the mind flare yeah yes mind flares now you know come in almond biscotti flavor <laughs> i hope you're writing these down this is help you in the future <laughs> owl bears or pancake coffee flavor mind flares or almond flavor <laughs> notes notes yes okay just in case you know one of your uh you know one of the characters decides they want to start eating defeated <laughs> opponents yeah also in marks Wait. like you smell almonds for some reason <laughs> <laughs> it smells like pancake and coffee around here roll for sure. and only, only ant gets it <laughs> and owl bears roll that for having a game stroke though. <laughs> it's either that or it's stroke yes <laughs> It's either a mind flare or I'm having a stroke, or the mind flare is th- making me think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got one more for you. Okay. This is your final in the flight. You've done pretty well so far. You only took damage on one. Yeah. But this one may stump you. Because okay. this, is, this is pretty... I don't know. This is deep lore, and it's not even necessarily a monster that you encounter on the rig. Okay. This beer also has a huge adjunct list, as it's made with cardamom, ginger, cinnamon, peppercorn, and black tea. Ooh. Yes. Sounds good, though. Yes. Yeah, it sounds spicy. Sounds like a Pisces boy, which makes sense. Uh, <laughs> the monster, though, it, it has two baboon heads and both of them are quite mad Hmm. it is known tower three times the height of a human and instead of arms it has giant suckered tentacles Jesus I don't think Jesus looked like that yeah (laughs) I mean we weren't there Adam we don't know I think I think Jesus kind of looked like Jared Leto, though. Right? Yeah. 
Oh boy. <laughs> That's another part. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever this creature is, I mean, it might definitely make it into campaign two as stranger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say it yearns for nothing less than undoing the order of the multiverse. Um, is it a nexus? And <laughs> that is known as the Prince of Demons. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm bowing out on this one. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I I really only found one demon. Um, it's definitely not Grizzit, because it that would be a terrible name for a beer. Um <laughs> which oh. yeah no I got nothing Don't. I like the description though <laughs> Anthony do you have anything uh, two headed primate squid <laughs> gotcha squidward <laughs> no no unfortunately uh, this is the it was incorrectly portrayed within Stranger Things. Oh. Demigorgon? It is the Demigorgon. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Nice pole. Yes. Yeah. This is from the list. It, it doesn't have like any uh, official descriptions as far as like, you know, what it attacks with or anything. It's just in the list of demon lords. But yes, the more, uh, the Miskatonic apparently thinks the Demogorgon would taste pretty spicy as it's made with ginger, cinnamon, peppercorn, and two giant tentacle arms. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. You would need a little little spice in the abyss. So. Yeah. yeah. Right now, wow. He's a, he's, a spicy, he's a spicy boy of two baboon heads of madness. <laughs> who, wants to undo, who wants to undo the multiverse? Yes, he would like to undo the world. Uh, I can see why Stranger Things changed this. I'm looking at pictures right now. <laughs> it's like, right. That would be weird. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Two baboon heads, lizard legs, tentacle arms. <laughs> yeah, overpowered. So you, you guys survived your flight. You, uh, nice. you know, aside from taking damage on the mimic. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we would have gotten that last one. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I originally was going to try to do like a whole bunch of other beers, but I just found this one brewery in Illinois that just, oh, they have an entire Dungeon Master series. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. I started with Stone. I was like, that's a gargoyle. I'm sure gargoyles are in that thing. <laughs> like, I mean, I could, I could put them in the thing. No, I, I looked. I looked and they are. I looked in the oh, oh. manual. I was like, oh, they do have gargoyles. All right, let's get to work. <laughs> <laughs> I will specifically make them Disney's gargoyles. So. <laughs> you can only do that if you get Keith David on the podcast <laughs> to voice the monster. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Found the mother load instead. Yes. So you guys did it. And then, you know, go check out Miskatonic Brewing because it looks like a fucking nerd haven as far as i can tell <laughs> at least they're reading the room though yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah well let's see dungeon master beers and then miskatonic is a reference to hp lovecraft and uh like just looking at their instagram it's a whole bunch of other nerd shit so yeah there you go check them out <laughs> what, what part of illinois steve i got a road trip coming up i gotta take i don't know darian wherever that is oh i have no idea yeah i don't know 
Yeah, look into it. <laughs> West of Indiana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for playing along. And yeah, you know, no problem. You can all thank Fun. Mark. You can all thank Mark for his knowledge of the monster manual. <laughs> He knows what an owlbear is. He uh, was the I, guiding light. <laughs> I have spent way too much time on the website DD Beyond looking through monsters to try and kill these guys. I haven't looked up shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Werewolf. I punch it in the dick. <laughs> I do, or should I rephrase? I do declare I punch that werewolf in its dick. <laughs> Look, last season I uh, staged a coup against Hulk Hogan. Uh, these things rarely come up. <laughs> <laughs> they hung him from a tree. <laughs> yeah, we, we staged a Marxist revolution. On <laughs> I'll admit that is not a sentence I expected to hear today. <laughs> we burned down Postmania. I, I... <laughs> it's a good way to sell the show. Because... I will. I will put it this way. I did not plan for that to be the segment <laughs> of that show. Uh, somebody here decided to stand up in the middle of a bar and and give a rallying speech to the town. <laughs> I just had to go with it. <laughs> Hulk Hogan from a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan died in a Marxist revolution. That's a good way to sell the show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if, if people want to find Stranger Damies, uh, how would they? Yeah, so you can just uh, search for it on iTunes, Google Play. Um, I believe Podbean goes to uh, Spotify, so um, you should be able to find that um, in those places. Just search Stranger Damies. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter, um, at Stranger Damies. Um, if you listen and have any fan art, feel free to submit it to the uh, Instagram, and we'll, we'll put it up there. And um, It'll... Uh, uh, be immortalized in the lower left hand, yeah, lower left hand corner of the uh, the, the Twitch stream, um, and uh, you can find us um, streaming uh, on Twitch.tv/slash/GameVaultPod. Um, it'll be probably Sundays, but um, uh, I will um, recommend checking the Twitter at least, um, you know, just to be sure, you know, because we. You know, we don't do this professionally, so if things come up, work or, you know, life-wise, you know, it might have to be a Saturday instead of a Sunday. So, you know, we, but we will let you know. Our goal is to make it probably Saturday at noon, I think we were saying last time, um, and yeah. to kind of have a, have a good, good schedule there. So it's not too early, and, you know, we can still do things we have to do on Sunday. So um, be sure to check that out. Um, I'm considering putting it on YouTube, but last time I tried to edit video for this podcast, um, it didn't go well because me, not video editor. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes, but it will definitely be in audio form and it will live um, on the Twitch site for about, I think like a month or so, maybe something like that after um, the session. So um, look at it. if you join us live, you can talk and chat. Um, we kind of don't pay attention completely throughout the game, or we shouldn't. I know I don't. I close it off. Um, but uh, during the breaks, um, we'll answer any questions or interact if you, you guys like. Right on. Right on. Hey, Anthony, why don't you just give a little plug for They Called This a Movie as well? Sure. Uh, they Called This a Movie. We watch shitty movies. And it, is this going up this Friday? Yes. As oh, it should. So. We have one of the shittiest movies we've yeah. ever watched um, <laughs> that just dropped yesterday, um, and it's nine o'clock. 
on the day before it's dropped. I haven't edited it yet, so that's going to be great. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but I love this movie. It's You never heard of it, but it's great. Um, they call this movie wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're on Spreaker. Just search for They Call This Movie, uh, but subscribe. Uh, they Call This Movie. Uh, the main name is the Twitter feed and the Instagram feed as well. So, yeah. This is, a, this is a weird one that we're that I personally picked this week. So, <laughs> so check it out. What's the what's the title? It's called Rats with a Z. Um, two teen girls turn rats into uh, dates for the dance. Yeah, I, I saw the cover art and I immediately thought this movie was made on a bet that was lost. <laughs> so, Ron Silver and Kathy Baker got paid. That's all that matters. <laughs> Interesting. So. And it was for some reason on Showtime. Yes. <laughs> Great. Oh, well, if you want to find us, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything that starts with pod and ends with cast, we're on it. And if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review. Because we are a six baboon-headed creature, but they only let us use five. <laughs> and that's a bigger crime than trying to unmake the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on the show, Ant and Mark. Multiverse together. Yeah. One thing I would recommend, make sure you get on to tpublic.com, buy some of our stuff. If you like the glassware that you saw on some of our social medias, go to fuelbyhops.com, get into their shop, buy a glass. Yeah. They're pretty dope. Yes. We like them. You should too. Yes, they're good glasses. They're all good glasses, Brent. <laughs> Can I say one thing? Um, if anybody's listening to this, haven't played D&D, and you're stuck in your house, haven't seen your friends in a year and a half or whatever, uh, ask if they want to play D&D. That's how Mark started this whole thing. He just asked if we wanted to play, and we played. It's a great way to keep in touch with your friends during this pandemic, uh, and it's a good time. It's a really nice creative outlet for anybody that's trying to be creative. That's all I'll say. I'm plugging D and D, and I'm it not gives even sponsored you... by Wizard of the Coast. <laughs> we'll, we'll send the check directly to you. <laughs> we'll get we'll get you them Gygax bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that over a stimmy. <laughs> You're at this point, you might be more likely to get your Gygax bucks before you get another stimmy. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Grandpa Joe, where are my Gygax bucks? <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you guys for coming on the show. This is a good time. We'll have to have you on again. Uh, hopefully, Steve doesn't have a bad third beer the next time around. <laughs> and hopefully, Mark has some beer. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they just need a guest star on the Stranger Damies, Little Pit Pop Poppins. Boo, <laughs> Doug. It's me. <laughs> I'm here for your HR nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> It's me, Brew Dog. I'm here to sell you beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yes, right this is a good time. Yes. All right, with that, uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter and yep. uh, tell your friends. That's about it. We'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Goodbye. Bye.